Welcome in to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I'm here with Andre Simone. What's up, my man? Oh, not much. Uh, And today, we are going to finish off our seven-round mock draft that we're doing over the course of three days leading up to the uh, NFL Draft, which is, guess what? It's 6.50 right now. Like, 24 hours from right now, there will be picks in. How crazy we'll is that? The, we'll probably have the Broncos pick in at this point. No, we might have. No. Um, well, It'd be too soon, but we'd be about halfway through. If they trade up, this might be about when they'd be on the clock. That's true. Um, Even if they aren't yeah, on the clock pretty yet, exciting. I'll definitely be uh, pretty sweaty thinking about it. That's for sure. Um, also, hopefully you guys will be hanging out with okay. us. Uh, yeah, no, I've just realized that sitting in front of these lights, like I am just going to be, um, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have like a good 15 dry minutes in me tomorrow. And then okay. I'm going to have like potentially four hours, five hours of just kind of being wet. Um, all right. Because we have lights and cameras on all of us so that we can give yep. you guys the best live draft show possible. Um, it's going to be hosted true. by me, or actually it's mostly hosted by Ryan, but with me and Dre on there for uh, probably pretty much the duration. Uh, you'll see Mace, you'll see Zach, you'll see a bunch of your other favorite uh, personalities from DNVR. Um, yep. Everybody is working behind the scenes at the very least, and a lot of people in front of the scenes as well. Is that how you say that's that? right? Yeah, sure. sure, in front of the scenes. I mean, you so, yeah. said it. Why not? Yeah, and we'll go with it. Uh, that's going to kick off about a half hour before the draft tomorrow night. That's like 5.30 Mountain Time. We'll be jumping on. Mm-hmm. You can catch us on Twitter. We'll be going live. Uh, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, is, is yeah, there, you have it. Is Periscope. That, oh, oh, Periscope is Twitter, yeah. Oh, and Facebook. Oh, yeah, there you and go. And Facebook. Yep, yeah, well so done. pretty much wherever you be, you are, wherever you be, we will Wherever also you be, be baby. Mm, is Perfect. that a song? No, uh, that's just it something be. I'm saying. Once the draft uh, is over, maybe we should uh, make some music or something. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to take our talent somewhere, Dre. I'll say sure. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's going to need us here anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. Tomorrow night's going to be a lot of fun. Friday's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys will join in with us. We're going to yes. try to make it pretty interactive. There are going to be special guests, um, which are going to be fun. Just yeah. a lot of draft stuff. Um, yep, pretty exciting. be the place to be. Uh, okay. But now we have to finish this mock draft off. We have all of day three. We're going to be talking about trade scenarios and all that kind of stuff. Um, but because we're making, um, what, 140 picks, we're going to have to fly through this 150 picks. We're going to yeah. have to go pretty fast. So here's the way it's going to work. Next up is the Bengals at number 107. Dre is going to take the odd numbers. I'm going to take the even numbers. Um, we're going to try to get through these picks about three seconds apiece uh, so that we don't take up too much time. And then we'll spend more time on maybe some of the more interesting picks if there are any. Um, and then, uh, obviously, with the Broncos picks. To recap, the Broncos took in the first round uh, Henry Ruggs, the third, the receiver from Alabama. The second mm-hmm. round, Lucas Niang, the tackle from TCU. And then mm-hmm. in the third round, 
they really made some hay at 77, taking Matt Hennessy, the center from Temple. Oh, yeah. 83, taking Brian Edwards, the receiver mm-hmm. from South Carolina. Uh, 95, taking Kayvon Wallace, the safety from Clemson. Um, and then they have to wait from 95 to 118, uh, their next pick, which is about 11 picks away. Uh, yep. Just so you guys have a little heads up, they've got 118, they've got 178, they've got 181, then 252 and 254, just so that you can kind of get your bearings as we dig into this. Boy, is it a project, isn't it? Uh, a fun project, sure Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes, look, I, uh, Henry just kind of put this on the calendar as we scheduled this out and we figured we'd play with it and stuff. And I didn't throw myself in front of this train and here we are just... <laughs> with four rounds to draft yeah. tonight. That's know, exactly crazy. right. So you all I been... did was just make a calendar evite and tell Dre to be here that's, and he's here. That's right. <laughs> so all credit to Henry for, uh, for, for bringing you this extensive and in-depth content. So we're just playing this like the algorithm. Highest remaining need, yep. highest guy on the predictive board. Except for the Broncos. You know, of course, the Broncos, we'll talk it out. I start with the Bengals at 107. The Cincinnati Bengals, with the first pick of the fourth round, select Evan Weaver, linebacker, Cal. All right. Uh, next up is the Redskins at 108. And the Redskins will take uh, Damian Lewis from LSU. Very nice pick. The Lions at 109 are in search of a safety and will take Aloy Gilman from Notre Dame. All right. Uh, next up, 110, Giants taking the edge rusher, Darrell Taylor from Tennessee. Beautiful. The Texans now at pick 111 are going to select Logan Sternberg, the guard from Kentucky. Shout out to Kentucky UDFA or Kentucky Bronco. I forget what the handle is because it's different on Discord than it is here. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to you, our loyal listener and Wildcat fan. All right. Uh, 112, Chargers. Interior offensive line taking Shane Lemieux, a guy I really like from Oregon. Kind of a bummer. Shane Lemieux yep. is dope. Ooh, run on interior offensive linemen here because the Panthers at 113 select John Simpson, guard, out of Clemson. Now, 114, the Cardinals going tackle, trying to protect Kyler Murray. They'll take Ben Barch. Hmm. The Browns at 115 will select the best interior defensive lineman. That is Laryl Murchison of NC State. Jaguars, 116, taking safety kenny robinson from west virginia all righty then and now one pick before the broncos at 117 the buccaneers are selecting ben bredson out of Mm. michigan man that sucks that barch went that does he was in play yeah all right (sighs) what are you thinking here yes clearly the best value lies on the offensive playmakers yep some decent tight ends remaining jake Fromm is still around which i don't know at 118 even i who am far from a high on jake Fromm, would start to consider him oh yeah for sure well and you have donovan peoples jones there who is 
crazy intriguing at 118, but you've already got Henry Ruggs. You've already got Brian Edwards. Probably can't afford to take another receiver. There, you look at the values everywhere. Like, like you said, at tight end, there are a few guys that you could like, but that's not necessarily a need. You're probably better off going defense, but that's what everybody else in this draft has been doing. Yeah. Yeah, so what are the real remaining needs on the Broncos board at this point? I think you'd like to see defensive line. You you got your safety. There's your slot defender. You'd still like to add another cornerback. Um, I'm not huge on drafting a linebacker. Uh, I, I think that you have a group that you can get through the year with. Um, but sure. who knows? Maybe you find somebody who you like so you don't have to deal with it next year. That's, that's That'd be a good thing to do. Um, well, so but, would someone like Davion Taylor be in play there? I think he could be in play. Um, again, he's a sub-package defender. Um, right. In some ways, he could be a bit of insurance for Kayvon Wallace. You know, yep. you think that Kayvon should be able to step up pretty early and uh, play that slot role. But if that doesn't work out, you have Davion there as another option. Again, Davion likely on a little bit longer timeline than Kayvon Wallace, so it's unlikely mm -hmm. that's how it plays out. Um, but I think he would be toward the top of my board, as would Jason Strobridge from North Carolina. Ah, now you've piqued my interest. Now you have piqued my interest. Obviously, it would appear that the highest guys on my board as well are the wide receivers. But yeah, now that we're at this point in the in the draft, someone like Strobridge starts to intrigue me quite a bit. Yeah, want to make that the move? Yeah, let's. There we go. Uh, Falcons up next at 119. Uh, oh, this is you, your odds. Oh, my bad. So, Strobridge, what's, uh, oh, he's in, no, he's an in interior. Good job by them. Okay, the Falcons will be selecting Khalid Kareem, nice value, edge rusher out of Notre Dame. All right, next up at 120 is the Jets, who are going to stick at edge rusher. They're going to take Bradley Anay from Utah. Like that pick. 121, the Oakland Raiders are going to select Michael on Wayne, the massive guard out of Michigan. Already three interior offensive linemen from Michigan gone. Uh, next up, 122, yeah. the Colts. Sticking at the same position, taking Kyle Murphy from Rhode Island. Don't like that pick. The nine, <laughs> my God. With the 123rd pick, the Cowboys will select Tyree Phillips, top Interior offensive lineman remaining out of Mississippi State. At 124, the Pittsburgh Steelers oh. will take Keith Ismail, another interior guy. That's a lot of these. Yeah, this has been quite the run here. This is why <laughs> these uh, simulators, you know, but hey, who are we to blame them? We are using their same exact methods. With pick 125, the New England Patriots select Alex Heitzman the small school edge rusher from Charlotte. Really like that pick. 126, the Rams will take uh, Cameron Clark, another interior offensive lineman, this one from Charlotte. I love it. Well played. 127, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to take top safety on the board, Brandon Jones of Texas. Julian Blackman still available, by the way, among the safeties. And that's quite intriguing, if you ask me. 
I would agree. Uh, the Buffalo Bills will take cornerback um, Amik Robertson uh, with oh. the 128th pick. You know what that means, Dre? What's that? Only 50 more picks till the Broncos. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Only 50. How can that be? That can't be right. What a long gap. Um, I guess Ravens I, yeah. take a Jim McTelvin from Arkansas, interior um, defensive lineman. He's got some pop. I know there's one of our guys on Discord who's been talking about him a lot, so shouts to him. All right. Uh, 130. The Saints will take cornerback Josiah Scott from Michigan State. All right. The Arizona Cardinals at 131 are going to select Alton Robinson, edge rusher from Syracuse. Really like that pick. Vikings, 132. We'll take tackle Hakeem Adeniji. Who I think really projects as a guard, but that's the thing about tackles. After a while, you kind of run out of true tackles. At pick 133, the... Seattle Seahawks will take yet another interior offensive lineman, Solomon Kinley of Georgia. Wow, that's a big run still. Uh, yep. 134, the Ravens will take tight end Adam Troutman from Dayton. What a fit in Great that pick. offense. Now when you need tight ends, this is really where you're going to get some good value. Mm-hmm. The Steelers at pick 135 are going to get Jake Fromm. Ooh, there. Wow. All right. Uh, The Packers at 136. We'll go with the cornerback, Reggie Robinson, the second from Tulsa. Beautiful. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars at 137 will select quarterback, James Morgan from Florida International. He's got some buzz. Very intriguing. Anthony Gordon of Washington State still available. Mm, okay. Uh, the Chiefs, I pick 138, going back to the interior offensive lineman, going to take Kevin Crazy. Dotson from Louisiana. I mean, at some point, we're going to run out of teams that need interior offensive linemen, but the run won't end. <laughs> pick <laughs> 139, the New England Patriots will draft yet another interior offensive lineman. This is Yasir Durant of Ole Miss. Jake yeah. Hansen still available, amazingly, despite this run. <laughs> All right, 140, Jacksonville Jaguars going to take an edge rusher, Nick Coe from Auburn. You know, lots of value left at tight end, lots of value left at running back right here. But nobody's lots, interested. It's really true. <laughs> lots of value left at receiver. All those teams that needed that have somehow filled that need already. And they, yeah, everyone still needs help at interior offensive line. Edge rusher is where the Miami Dolphins at pick 141 will go. That's going to give them Jonathan Garvin, edge rusher of Miami. And now, 142, the Washington Redskins are going to take advantage of the depth at tight end. They're going to go with Thad Moss from LSU. I like that pick. Vernon Davis? I like that pick quite a bit. Oh, eh, I mean, eh, Vernon Davis eh. was an all-time athlete. but Yeah, yeah I guess I, that's fair. I don't know, Thad Moss, you know, he's interesting. A creative coordinator can use him more, that's for sure. At All right. 143, the Atlanta Falcons, here's another smart team making a nice value pick. 
with Eno Benjamin. What value he could play. He could be a fantasy darling on the Falcons. That's a great fit for that team. Uh, yeah. 144, the Seahawks will take a tight end. And that's going to be Devin Asiasi from UCLA. Surprised he's ranked that high. The <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> at pick 145. High-end special that, teamer. That, could be <laughs> that was the equivalent there. The Eagles are going to get themselves a night. Yes. Well, thank you for the translation. Are going to get a nice value <laughs> pick here in edge rusher from Alabama, Anthony Jennings. Uh, and the okay. Eagles draft again at 146. And this time, they're going to go back to the line and they're going to take Jake Hansen from Oregon. That's another good pick. Well done. Into round five now, though. And you get to kick it off at 147. Beautiful. All right. Uh, The Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals are going to grab a wide receiver. It's going to be. Oh, wow. Donovan Peoples. The steal of the draft. Whoa, whoa. The Bengals have had a nice day. What you know? value. Yeah, Burrow, Yido Gross Matos. I couldn't tell you some of the – they stole Tyler Biadash. Exactly. That. Big uh, big day for the Bengals. Okay. Well, yeah, gonna... it's, it's just too bad they, ha- they weren't able to stockpile more picks. They're one of those teams where if they had just added one more third rounder, then, then you're really talking about something here. Yeah, yeah, good point. 148. Yep. You're up. I am. Carolina Panthers. They're going to go receiver. They're upset they missed out on Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're going to go Darnell Mooney from Tulane. Yeah, and who one of our listeners really likes him. Uh, yeah. Um, from Tulsa, the speedster. Now we're going to have a little run on receivers because the Lions at 149 are going back to the well. Courtney Davis from Texas A&M is their selection. All right. Giants at 150. What does that mean? Only 29 picks until the Broncos, uh, right? 28? Oh, whatever. But the, the 150, the Giants are going to take another receiver. They're going to go Gabriel Davis. These are nice picks here. Uh, 151, nonstop receivers. The Los Angeles Chargers will be taking Colin Johnson. Don't, don't hate that pick either. Yeah. Those are some big receivers now, though. Keenan Allen can work the slot. 152, the Panthers. They're going to go after a safety this time, and that safety is going to be Julian Blackman from Utah. That's good value. Very good value. The safety is kind of a deep spot. You'll see some good ones drop. The Dolphins, who filled seemingly every need at 153, are finally going to take a cornerback, and they will take Harrison Hand of Temple. They need like a draft buddy. Like like they need to say like, hey, Houston Texans, sorry you're down in the dumps. Let us help you out. Like take a couple of these guys off our back for us. Like just take one of these second rounders. Let us let us grab a couple guys for you. Yeah, it's actually not a terrible idea. Yeah. Pay it back in the future, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so with 153, the Dolphins took Harrison hand at 154, the Dolphins will be taking a linebacker, Joe Bocci Jr. from Michigan State. Nice. We're legit going to run out of needs and not know what to do with them. Yes, we are. Uh, We'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota Vikings are going to take safety Geno Stone from Iowa. Very nice pick. Very sound safety. He's kind of gained some buzz. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe at the tail end of day two we hear his name. San Francisco making their 
I believe, third selection of this draft so far. At 156, they're going to grab a lineman, Jared Hilbers from Washington. I believe it's the fifth. Hilbers is the pick. The Baltimore Ravens at 157 need to select an offensive tackle, and they'll get pretty good value in Jack Driscoll, the right tackle for Auburn. All right. Uh, next up is going to be uh, the New York Jets at 158. They're going to go linebacker. They're going to take Davion Taylor from Colorado, for those of you who have decided to tune in for the first time the night before the draft. That's tough. Um, Justin Strand will be the pick for the Raiders at 159. Another linebacker gone. Yeah, Davion is kind of the last of the nice, nice linebackers that were left on the board here. Yeah, I, I think I think Justin Snod, like there's there's a little bit more there just with the speed. At least you think there might be some upside, but yeah, I think that there's a bit of a step step down. Yeah. No offense, Dante. Uh 160. Right. The Indianapolis Colts are gonna go D line. They're gonna take James Lynch from Baylor. Beautiful. At 161, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to select quarterback of Washington State, Anthony Gordon. Not a bad backup for Tom Brady. I really like it. Yeah, coming yeah. out of that area. Huh? Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, 162 now, the Washington Redskins are going to go cornerback. They're going to take Javelin Guidry from Utah. Of course, ran a smoking 40, another defensive back from Utah. The Bears didn't get the memo that there's been a run on interior offensive line and go back to the well to get Daryl Williams of Mississippi State. Frankly, I don't even hate that pick. <laughs> 164 now. Dallas is going to go tight end, take advantage of the depth there. Oh. That's Albert Aquake Boonham. What a pick. Terrible, terrible that the Broncos are losing out on some of these playmakers. Really <clears throat> great, great, great run here. Mm-hmm. on valuable players interior offensive line is where the jaguars are going at 165 and they will select zach shack at one ford from there you go at 166 the detroit lions are going to go linebacker and they're going to take david woodward from utah state we should cut the audio of you Kind of whispering, there you go, on me, yeah. stumbling on that word, yeah. on that name. <laughs> there you go. There you go. At 167, the Buffalo Bills will give a speedster to Josh Allen and Devin Duvernay at Texas. Mm, with Isaiah McKenzie. I don't know. They, they, they do have some speed there. They're going to be kind of fun. They sure do. Next up, 168, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to find their backup quarterback because uh turns out those guys up there need them. Jake Luton from Oregon State's the pick. Another quarterback here selected by the New Orleans Saints at the next selection, 169, Nate Stanley of Iowa. Mm. Another linebacker going off the board at 170, closing in on the Broncos pick. Uh, the Jaguars are going to go with Shaq Quarterman from Miami. 171 for the Houston Texans. They will be selecting offensive tackle Terrence Steele from Texas Tech. Offensive tackle Terrence Steele, Texas Tech. There we go. 172. The Patriots 
back on the clock. This time they're going to go with Justin Heron, the tackle from Wake Forest. All right. <laughs> Boy, this is a bit of a dry part of the podcast, but, but we'll get through it, guys. And as uh, <laughs> foretold, the Dolphins are up. They have filled every single need, so we're going back to the well. Their top need was quarterback. They're getting a backup for Tua and selecting Cole McDonald. Wow. You know, Hawaii, that's actually a great pick. I think that is a good pick. Yeah. Uh, the Titans at 174. Going ooh, back to the defensive line. They grabbed Epinesa. They need more help. They want Broderick Washington Jr. from Texas Tech. Man, oh, man. The Green Bay Packers at 175 are selecting linebacker Mikael Walker from Fresno State. 176, the San Francisco 49ers going to go defensive line. They're going to take Khalil Davis from Nebraska. Beautiful. 177, just one pick away from the Denver Broncos. The Kansas City Chiefs select edge rusher from North Dakota State, Derek Zuska. All right, right. we did it. We made it to the Broncos pick. (laughs) And we have another one coming right up. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. We should put like a marker in the pod so people can skip. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to three times speed or something. All right. Interesting options. We have mentioned that your best value is going to be at some of the offensive skill positions, and I think that is still true despite the run, especially running back, where I think you have some really intriguing third running back options. Anthony McFarland, with the speed element he would bring from Maryland, the most interesting for me, A.J. Dillon, though, who's a battering ram and could be your uh, kind of red zone weapon and short yardage weapon um, from Boston College would be interesting. You know I love Joshua Kelly. Kayshawn Vaughn from Vandy, um, you know, has some receiving chops. I love the kind of playmaking J.J. Taylor would give you on special teams as well. Then you see receiver. Lots of options there. Highest guy on my board, Quintus Cephas. Cephas, I know this, um, of Wisconsin. Actually, Antonio Gandy-Golden, very high. If you're looking for that speed element, John Hightower of Boise State is still around. And then, as we said, tight end, Harrison Bryant's still there. Um, Our guy, Jacob Breland, still around. I'm really trying to think what needs the Broncos even still need to address. Linebacker, I suppose. Yep, wouldn't hurt. You know, they haven't grabbed a cornerback. They did take Kayvon Wallace, um, who will kind of fill that slot role. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of picked over at this point. When we're looking at this board, how it falls now, it, it makes me wish, again, that they just had one more pick in that top 100. You know, if, oh if they could have – I'm just thinking back to it again. If they could have just filled one more thing, then I'd, be, I'd feel I so mean, much more comfortable taking a running back. The truth is, what this is proving is we blew it by going with Brian Edwards. Yeah. Because right now we could select Antonio Gandy-Golden, and mm-hmm. we'd be sitting pretty. Yep. You know, we'd still get nice value, and it'd be just fine. Instead, we blew it because we couldn't be patient and just take advantage of the, the value at wide receiver. It's true. There we could have probably got a much better cornerback than what we're looking at right now. You know who uh, went one pick after Brian Edwards? Who? Darnay Holmes. 
maybe not the perfect fit, but again, a much better cornerback than the options that you've got on the board right now. Yeah. Michael Oge was about 15 picks later. Yeah, you were uh, you were hammering the table for that pick, and uh, I botched boy, it. Egg on my face. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> Javaris Davis would be an option though from Auburn. You know, he's the cornerback that played opposite from Noah I. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy's feisty, man. Anytime you put on Auburn, uh, number thirteen pops, and he's a he's a great Fangio Fangio cornerback, I think. So he would be an option to me. I guess Tanner Muse is still around. But so with Kayvon Wallace, really I'm like not sure. I, I would really like yeah. it too if we didn't have Kayvon Wallace. I think they can be different, right? I think Kayvon can be your. I mean, obviously they both played on the field at the same time yeah. at Clemson. It's not like one was backing up the other. One can be that nickel back, and one can be maybe that coverage linebacker that they've kind of been missing. And that's where Muse would be at his very best. And, and maybe, I mean, how much do you really expect to get out of a fifth-round pick anyway? Maybe saying, hey, halfway through the season, we think Kayvon Wallace is our slot corner and Tanner Muse is right. our dime linebacker. That's a good use of this pick. Totally. Um, so that's kind of how – Muse is the best defensive pick here, yeah. I think so too. Uh, Okay. The way I see it, you've got Muse, but at the same time, uh, you have another pick in three picks. Right, that's true. So there that's could be true. a little strategy here, but I think Muse is probably the guy. Um, yeah. So let's go with it. We'll see where okay. that leaves us. Okay, uh, 179, the uh, Cowboys, I think this was supposed to be yours, but we're flipping. Yeah, we'll this take is Gravion mine. Roy from Baylor, the defensive lineman. How, how dare you? Um, <laughs> 180, the Bengals select offensive tackle from South Carolina State Alex Taylor and, and then that, back with the Broncos yep that was the first pick of uh round six the Broncos have the second pick at 181 and with that pick the Broncos are going to take uh just kidding we're going to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery and then we're going to come back to that pick oh. um how's remember when we started this podcast like five hours ago and you're drinking that strawberry sky oh yeah how is that that treated me very well. I saved it for <laughs> recording this pod and then forgot to grab it. So <laughs> yeah. maybe uh, I'll text Kate and she'll bring it to me. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> maybe maybe you could get uh, Lucia to bring it out. Yeah, she's in bed. So oh, okay. that'd be adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so a little yeah. strawberry beer. Um, oh yeah, but if you had had a chance to drink that. <laughs> You would have loved it because it's a great beer, as we yes. both know, because we've yes. had quite a few. Uh, I think that tomorrow and Friday we may be having a few more just because uh, it's draft day, and that's what you do during the draft. Um, there will also be some specials that Breck is putting together during the draft. If you pick one time to support Breckenridge Brewery during this whole thing that's happening, Thursday night's a pretty good night. They have their whole package that they're putting together specifically for the draft they're delivering. Use curbside pickup. We've told you all about it. Tomorrow's the day that I think we should all do it. I know that awesome. I think RK's planning on getting one of those like sampler things. I can't remember what it's called. Allie was telling me earlier. Um, but uh, I think that I'm probably going to try to snag one too while I'm out. Uh, it's good stuff. And the farmhouse makes good food. And they have some drink specials as well. Oh, don't forget the code DNVR saves you $5 off your meal. Uh, how could you live without it? Also, we love Manscaped, uh, an incredible yeah. company doing the Lord's work. 
keeping us smelling good, keeping our hair off of us, doing all the things for our bodies that sometimes we for, we forget about because people, yep. you know, your mom never like said she, your mom. Your mom always says like, wash your hands, clean your room, wow. don't forget to so, take a shower. Right. She never doesn't. once would she tell <laughs> she you like, hey, how's the body hair? Are, are we are we managing that properly? No. Right. No. But but right. luckily, Manscaped is there to be your mom. Really. Oh my what your mom couldn't do. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> That's an all time. It's that about nine o'clock. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's an uh, all timer. I've done a lot Beautiful. of talking today. Um so yeah, definitely. Manscaped. Use the code DMVR20. Save 20% and get free shipping. Could not recommend it enough. I'm thinking that during the show tomorrow, actually I asked Allie if I could have my uh, lawnmower 3.0 on display over my shoulder. A hard no. Um, I was allowed to bring out my John Elway bobblehead though, so that'll be that'll be on display. Oh man! Ah, uh, yeah. Get yourself Crazy. hooked up. You all deserve it, and so do your loved ones. Not all of your loved ones, but hopefully, just like you pick one or two max. Oh man! <laughs> Let's go to the Broncos pick again. Um, one eighty-one. Some options on this board. Let's start here. Who's the top player on your board as it stands right now, Dre? It remains running back, Anthony McFarland. And then it's another running back, Darius Jet Anderson, who I just really like. Wow. We haven't talked much about him. Tell us more about Darius Anderson. No, he's a guy who stood out to me um, at the Senior Bowl. And just the more I've watched him, I've watched a lot of TCU um, in prepping for this, whether that was brushing up on Rager or Lucas Niang, who I wrote the report for us, um, you know, op- opponents of theirs and the defensive guys, um, Jet Anderson just stood out a ton. Uh, he's just got, you know, his nickname's Jet, so he's just <laughs> such a factor. Um, he's got this real speed factor to him. He's a dynamic guy. You can just turn the corner, and I think he could be really explosive in the passing game with a little more experience there. What really turned me on him and made him so that he's the highest guy on the board is that game against um, Ohio State in 2018. He was just gangbusters. He broke like an 80-yard touchdown. He was just running wild on them. That's when Nick Bosa was healthy. Chase Young's on that defense. Draymond Jones is on that defense. I mean, nothing but studs, and he lit them up. So, um, yeah, he stands out. He stands out. At times, he was a more dynamic weapon for the Horned Frogs than Rhaegar was. All right. Um, so, you have some options at running back. You know, Anthony McFarland, yeah. um, Zach Moss still on the board, A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're sitting at pick 181. You don't pick again until 252, um, which is just sinking in to me personally. But uh, I think that this is one of these decision points. If the Broncos want to add a third running back, do they do it now? Do they wait to see what what falls to them, whether they can grab a guy like Darius Anderson who may be underlooked? And and while they do that, add a Javaris Davis from Auburn at corner – um, who probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be there later. Yep. Or maybe maybe you add another guy in the trenches, offensively or defensively. I think you could justify adding another depth piece. Um, what, yeah, what do you think? So the 
the options are a little scarce now. Um, <laughs> they are pretty sparse. You know, uh, both, uh, I guess, Trey, uh, John Runyon is a guy that I would like to select at some point if mm. we're going to get that kind of value. He's a guy I've talked about a lot, you know, left tackle on that great Michigan line. I get that obviously he doesn't have the length to stick at left tackle, but I don't think this guy's a bum that should be out the league and go undrafted. I think you move him at guard and he could be a pretty darn good guard. I think he's a guy who, you know, maybe doesn't have the measurables of a Connor McGovern, but mm-hmm. it is in that mold where McGovern was the starting offensive tackle at Missouri in the SEC, and then transitioned inside. And, you know, four years into the league, he's finally starting and then got a pretty nice contract. And Runyon, who might not be, you know, the same strength specimen because McGovern's pretty special in that mm-hmm. area. Um, you know, still has some real IQ and pass pro chops. Where do you want to go? Throckmorton, also available. I think you could go really a variety of ways. I think the best way to go, though, is going to be, you know, on the defensive side. And whether that's Javaris Davis or Dane Jackson of Pittsburgh, another guy who stood out to me um, back at the Senior Bowl, two guys who fit nicely in Denver. I'm trying to make sure I'm not forgetting any good safeties here. Both um, corners. Yeah. I, I just think corner probably is the best way to go because you're not getting great value on the defensive line, no yep. great value on the offensive line. And those offensive playmakers, you can probably wait another couple rounds before you start feasting there and just load up like round seven. Let's grab Javaris Davis then. Okay, let's do it. Okay, uh, I'll take the Bengal or the Lions here at 182. They're gonna they're gonna snag a quarterback. They're gonna snag Steven Montez from Colorado. All right, good for Steven going. Hey, good for the Lions. Detroit. Good for the Lions. Yeah. There yeah, you go. I mean, hey, for all we know, he could be starting soon enough. It's a good the, fit behind Stafford too. I think that's true. New York Giants take Gage Cervenka interior offensive lineman from Clemson. Gage Vanka, there we go. Uh, 184, the Carolina Panthers. They're going to snag a quarterback as well. They're going to go Shea Patterson from Michigan. I really, I, I, um, I challenge all the people who say nice things about our podcast to say that this was a good <laughs> This lesson. maybe was our worst idea, but <laughs> we're having fun. Wait, oh, <laughs> Oh, damn. Okay. All right. We're going to have a little quarterback snafu. Nothing, nothing big here. What, um, <laughs> what pick are we at, actually? I think I, I clicked accidentally on a oh, quarterback no. twice. We're at 85, <laughs> 185, and that's the Dolphins. All do you right. want me to you... just fast forward us to the Broncos pick? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'm going to throw us on share screen real quick, too, so you can see. Oh, beautiful. There you oh go. Oh, my God. We should have done this all along. Turns out, guess what? 2021 seven-round mock draft. <laughs> we are so prepared. <laughs> okay. 185. 
the Dolphins gonna go with uh, let's just take best available for them at this point because they're struggling. Zach Moss, they could use another running back yep, on top of go. the one they drafted. Uh, the Chargers now also going linebacker. They're gonna take Jacob Phillips from LSU. That's a good value. One eighty-seven. The Browns now gonna grab another playmaker. Actually, their first receiver of the draft. That's Tyler wow, Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Nice value here. These great receivers, value. man. You're just getting such great value in these later rounds. It's crazy. Seriously. Uh, one eighty-eight. Now Buffalo Bills going D line, taking Raquan Williams from Michigan State. The Jags, they filled most of their needs, but they still want to pick up a tight end. They're going to go Josiah DeGura from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. 190 now. The Eagles going to snag a depth running back. They're going to take Darrington Evans from App State. Beautiful. 191. Tight end going to the Jets. And that tight end is Cheyenne O'Grady from Arkansas. Uh, 192, now the Packers, they're going to snag themselves a lineman, uh, bulk up inside a bit. That's Donnell Stanley from South Carolina. 193 now, the Colts, they're going to take an ed- edge rusher. That's Travis Gibson of Tulsa. 194, the Bucks. They're going to take J.R. Reed, the safety from Georgia. 195 is going to be the Patriots taking a cornerback, Trajan Brandy from Miami. Uh, Chicago at 196, grabbing a tackle, Charlie Heck from North Carolina. 197, the Colts tackle, Colton McKivitz, West Virginia. 198, the Steelers. An edge rusher, DJ Wanham from South Carolina. Nice pick there. Nice. Yeah, that is a good value. 199 now, the Rams. Uh, they're going to get themselves a true linebacker for the first time go. in this draft. They're going to take Francis Bernard from Utah. Another nice pick. Now we're at 200. 200 is a quarterback going to the Bears with Tyler Huntley from Utah. I love that fit, wow. too. Yeah, yeah um, nice. Perfect behind Trubisky. 201, sure. that means uh, only 51 picks from the Broncos, so... Oh, no, look at it. 138. Or one, 118. The Broncos are there. 118? Oh, yeah. Or 128. We're at, we're at uh, 201. That, well, oh, I'm on the screen share. That's, like, lagged. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry, you guys. I don't see the upcoming picks, which is a little pressing. But, uh, yeah, so 201. The Vikings uh, will take Dante Olsen. Here's a... Nope, not going to tell that story. I'm just going to okay. say I think that Dante Olsen could be headed to the Vikings based on things. 202 oh, wow. now, the Arizona Cardinals okay. uh, taking a receiver, James Prochet from SMU. 203, the Saints taking another lineman. So many linemen going. Evan Kisariak, and that's from Buffalo. Next up, 204, the Patriots. They're going with a defensive lineman with Tyler Clark from Georgia. That's a great value. That's a great value. I like that pick, too. 205, the Vikings back up on the clock. They're they're going to get some. Just about every need. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to take some insurance at quarterback with Brian Lewerke from Michigan State, keeping him up again in Big Ten country. Um, Just, uh, I say again, because that happened in the first round, I think. Like Antoine Winfield going to the Bears. That's what it was. That's uh so like second now i've been thinking about that with all these picks that i'm doing in my mock and stuff yeah a lot of them make sense uh True. 206 jacksonville jaguars they're taking a tackle that tackle is trey adams of washington 207 the bills are gonna take 
a tight end, Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic University. The Packers are on the clock now at 2.08, and that means that they're going to take Anthony McFarland. He's going off the board, the running back from Maryland. 2.09, the Packers actually had back-to-back picks. The second of those picks, they're going to take Scott France, the tackle from Kansas State. Next up at 2.10 is San Francisco. They're also going to take a tackle. They're taking Calvin Throckmorton from Oregon. That's too bad. The Jets at 2.11 are going with a running back. They're going to take A.J. Dillon from Boston College. 2.12, Patriots taking a safety, and that's going to be Antoine Brooks Jr. from Maryland. 2.13, another set of back-to-back picks. This one, obviously the Patriots. Uh, They're curious who the best available player is, Uh, and they're happy that it's Isaiah Hodgins from Oregon State. That's good value. Um, Now we're going to have the Seahawks on the clock at 214. They're going to take safety Shaheem Cardi, mm. Carter from Alabama. Alabama. Weird. Alabama. Uh, 215, the start. The is, end of the sixth round. Oh, uh, beautiful. Uh, yes. Yes. There we go. Bengals are the top of the seventh round. Um, they're going to snag a corner, and that corner is going to be Lamar Jackson from Nebraska. 216. Washington Redskins going to grab a receiver. Isaiah Coulter of Rhode Island. San Francisco now at 217. They're curious about these linebackers. They're going to take Michael Divinity Jr. from LSU. 218, the Giants taking a tight end. Colby Parkinson from Stanford. Nice 219, that's a really good value. I love that. Um, The Vikings, also curious who the best player available is. Michael P. Ryan is who they're going to take, a running back, add him to the rotation. Uh, next up at 220 is the Chargers. They're going to take a running back. They're going to get a big bulky back to pair with uh, Austin Eckler. That's going to be Josh Kelly from UCLA. Yeah, uh, that's nice. That's a nice pick. That's a really nice pick. 221, the Panthers. They're going to go tight end. Dalton Keene from Virginia Tech. 222, Arizona Cardinals. They're going to go tight end Charlie Tomapayow from Portland State. Nice. 223, the Jacksonville Jaguars are curious who's the best available player. They could use more weapons. They can yeah. take a risk on Quintez Cephas, Cephas from Wisconsin. Great 224, pick. the Titans going cornerback Madre Harper from Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. 225, the Ravens. Going with a safety, David Dow from Michigan State. Uh, closing in now, only 25 picks from the Broncos. Boy, is this another long wait. Uh, <laughs> the Chicago <laughs> Bears are going with a wide receiver, Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty Jeez. in the seventh round. What a steal. There are going to be some stud wide receivers that hit free agent, that hit undrafted free agents. There are going sure. to be some real studs. Yeah, I think at running back, too. Uh, but the uh, Dolphins now at 227, they filled a bunch of needs. They're going to take uh, Essang Bassey from Wake Forest, the cornerback. Uh, next up, we're going to have the Falcons. They're going to go back inside to the trenches, grab Steven Gonzalez, the uh, interior lineman from Penn State. Nice. And then we get to the Washington Redskins at 229. They want a running back. They're taking Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. 230, the Patriots on the clock. 
Um, they're going to take a running back with Patrick. Oh, wait. Actually, no, they aren't. Nope. Yes, they are. From Memphis. Running back, Patrick Taylor Jr. Uh, 231 now. The Dallas Cowboys need a wide receiver. They get John Hightower from Boise State. Great value. Yeah. yeah. 232 now. The Steelers, they're snagging a running back. Raymond Calais from Louisiana. A lot of guys from Louisiana going. Um, 233, Chicago. They want an edge rusher, and they're going to get Trevon Hill from Miami. 234 is the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to take Benito Jones, the defensive lineman from Ole Miss. 235, the Lions. They're taking Sewo Aliniluau. Aliniluau. I was killing these names, by the way. A running back from TCU. Um, 236, the Packers. They uh, – Wow, they've they filled go their best needs. Player available. I, I think Tyree Cleveland, receiver All from right, Florida. Let's do it. Let's do it. Two thirty-seven. The Titans. They're going tight end. Jared Pinkney from Vanderbilt. Good value. Good value. The Giants at now at two thirty-eight. They uh, they want some flashy depth at quarterback mm. with Khalil Tate from Arizona. Dude, Imagine if he pans out. I him. Like when they got him and Saquon in a backfield, I don't know. Could be a lot of fun. Two thirty nine. Like they're Taysom Hill, you know. He could be. Get he totally could be. For him. Yeah, I think so. Two thirty nine. Buffalo Bills. They want John Runyon, the tackle from Michigan. Ooh. Sorry, Dre. Next up, two forty. The Texans need Dane Jackson, the cornerback from mm. Pittsburgh. Mm. The Buccaneers. Now at 241, take Carter Coughlin, the edge rusher from Minnesota. 242, the Packers back on the clock again. Uh, They're going to add even more bulk to that defensive line with Darian Daniels from Nebraska. 243, the Tennessee Titans are going to take Tristan Colin Castillo, the lineman from Missouri, offensive lineman. Uh, 244, Cleveland Browns take edge rusher Kendall Coleman from Syracuse. 245, mm-hmm. the 49ers take running back DJ Dallas from Miami. 246, the Dolphins take uh, – Nev- no, 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 they do not. They take – Why aren't you just going best player available? Well, because they've gotten three of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we are giving them – all wide receivers. They, huh? We've done the receivers. We've done the cornerbacks. We've given them the running back. And a backup quarterback. Um, oh, oh, we have done that, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so Just they're give them a running back win. That's how They'll I handled it last these picks. You know? They will be. <laughs> we'll give them gonna... an old lineman. O lineman. Yeah, you know they're going to take an old lineman. Cordell Iwagwu from TCU. Two forty-seven. The Giants are going to take a running back, and that running back is going to be Darius oh, Anderson from TCU. 248. A tight end is headed to Houston. That's Steven Sullivan from LSU. A second tight end from LSU off the board. 249, the Vikings, they're going to add Jawan Jennings from Tennessee. They want more size at receiver. Man, what value. 250, Houston Texans will take a backup quarterback, Bryce Perkins from Virginia. 251, the Dolphins with another pick. They got to trade some of these. 
they're going to go with linebacker Kamal Martin from Minnesota. They better trade some of these. And the Broncos are on the clock. at On the clock, making the whole exercise worth it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And Let's now start, the options. Who's your best available? Well, in the screen sharing mode. Here, once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, man, I can't believe that Jed Anderson went. That's really tough. I mean, now I think you're really starting to look at additional weapons, maybe even special team players, um, maybe even versatile weapons. I think those tight ends, you know, Jacob Breland, Hunter Bryant did go. Hunter Bryant did go, but Jacob Breland's still there. JJ Taylor is JJ Taylor is the guy still who there. really has me most intrigued. Me too. Um, it's just been crazy this run on offensive linemen to add any sort of depth whatsoever. It's um this has been it's been an interesting exercise, I tell you what. It has been. I think I think the pick here is JJ Taylor, and yeah, you're hoping that Breland's still there in two picks. I like it. JJ Taylor off the board. Now it's the Vikings. The Vikings are going to add another cornerback, Neville Clark from UCF. Broncos back on the clock. We going Breland here? Well, there are certainly quite a few options. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess not really. I know that's the thing. The second to last pick of the draft. How is the much? Option. Yeah, it's amazing how much. Um, They've really dried out. I mean, I like, you know, Jeff Thomas is a guy who'd be interesting. The the vertical wide out from from Miami. Austin Mack from Ohio State's a guy who stood out um, at the senior bowl. Benjamin Victor from Boise State from Ohio State as well uh, is a guy who just never got enough publicity but really flashed throughout his career. Uh, and then yeah, Jacob Breland's interesting. We've kind of run out of options at corner all around um so yeah i say breland let's do it let's breland's basically a, a butt who has a couple less acl injuries well there we go i think that's a good pick um here's a question though when you're deciding whether to go tight end or receiver which no. one do you think has an easier path to make the roster the third receiver you draft or the first tight end you draft Dre's thinking. Yeah. Dre's thinking hard. Oh, he's back. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> that's a really good question. I'm trying to think here. It's almost neck and neck, but I think just barely you're going to face a little less competition at tight end. Mm, you think so? So, yeah. in theory, if you keep six receivers, you say it's Sutton, the two you draft. Um, Hamilton and Tim Patrick, those are your five. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be five that you keep. That's very possible. Right. And in, in that case, you know, there's Deontay Spencer, there's Jawan Winfrey. Uh, yes. There's always a couple of undrafted free agents who exactly. throw their hat in the ring. Um, meanwhile, at tight end, you have Vanette and you have Fant as your top two. You have yeah. Hireman at three. Um, mm-hmm. You have Beck in there. Um, yep, you also have exactly. Fumagalli and you have Jake Butt. Yeah. And yeah, kind of, you don't know whether they're going to keep room. four, but yeah, I almost think that receiver could be easier 
Just because like Fumagalli could make a run, Jake Butt could make a strong case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now maybe you're swaying me. Maybe, maybe the path is easier to beating out Tim Patrick or Hamilton. Mm. Is it easier to beat out Tim Patrick or is it easier to beat out Jeff Hireman? Or Andrew Beck. Right. It, though Hireman might be the odd man out more so he than, could be. Uh, than Beck. Hmm. Some weird conversations you have to have yeah. at this part of the draft. Yeah, no, truly, truly. And then who can give you more special teams value, and that would be the wide receiver model. Okay, well, that was that was an interesting question, I think. But the real question is, who is Mr. Irrelevant? Who are the Giants taking? Please, God, make this up. Okay, uh, it's going to be Kendall Vildor. We're going to move along. He's from Georgia Southern. He's a cornerback, and the draft is over. We did it. A seven-round mock draft. Uh, Dre, are we doing that again next year? They said it couldn't be done, and really what they should have said is it shouldn't be done. Because there's Um, no reason. There's a reason the draft takes three days, and nobody watches the third day. Well, hey, hey, you you watch it. Um, You watch it, too. (laughs) Yeah, I do watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That's precisely my point. No, I that that was a fun exercise, a very entertaining exercise. Hopefully, this episode wasn't too uh, too cut and dry with us going through those lulls and picks because it really did give me more of an idea. When you're not just doing oh, yeah. a simulator and you're not just going to have um, some studs sitting around at the sixth or seventh, you really go through the first two days and you take guys um, who we had high on our boards and then went from there, um, that really changed things, you know? And I still think we were able to get value on day three, but, you know, it was, it was reasonable value, and we should run through, in the end, what, what the haul we ended up with was. Yeah, so it uh, starts with, in the first round, the Broncos grabbed Henry Ruggs III. Second round... Uh, they snag Lucas Niang. In the third round, they take three players. Matt Hennessy, the likely starting center. He's from Temple. Um, 83, the Broncos take Brian Edwards, the receiver from South Carolina. Um, and then again, pick. It, yep, at 95, Kayvon Wallace, safety yes. from Clemson. Then in the fourth round, at pick 128, Oh, 118, sorry. That uh, confused me for a second. The Broncos took Jason Strobridge, the defensive lineman from North Carolina. Um, they also had a pick in the fifth round. At the very end, they took Tanner Muse, the safety from Clemson, a second safety from Clemson. You heard that right, at 178. Um, and then... Well, he's more of a linebacker, and Wallace is more of a nickel corner. A, almost a cornerback, so, yeah. Uh, re- in a sense, neither of them are really, cor- are really safety. Wow, that's true. Huh? I just got meta on you, didn't I? Wow. This is what happens when we record late night podcasts. That's exactly right. (laughs) After Lucia's bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) True that. Then early in the second round, the Broncos took Javaris Davis, cornerback from Auburn. And then in the seventh round, they had two picks. J.J. Taylor, the running back from Arizona, Jacob Breeland, tight end from Oregon. How would you grade this draft? Pretty solid. Um... This is really a reasonable haul. You got you filled most of the needs, though. 
you know, with cornerback, we, we kind of circumvented it by going with Kayvon Wallace and just going specifically after a nickel defender. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a pick that works for us. Um, and, you know, so we didn't get crazy value late in day three, um, but it's still a very good A draft. We, we went receiver, tackle. We got a guy who at least can compete for a starting position um, by mid-season at center. Uh-huh. We, we added a, a, thir- a potential third wide receiver who's going to be a stud and really feeds into the um, identity of this offense and has massive upside. Um, and we got some quality back seven players with Muse and Wallace. So yeah, I think in the end it's it's a really nice haul. It's an A haul. I'd be I'd be overjoyed with a draft like this from the Bucks. Totally agree, and I I, mo- I I especially agree on that point where you know things really didn't go the Broncos' way, um, starting around the fifth round or so. You know, you you land Tanner Muse, that's a good value, but I don't think it's, you know, I'd give that pick on its own a B B minus. Um, same thing with these sixth and seventh round picks. Um, but again, they killed, killed the start of the draft and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good draft. It's a good draft. Uh, we're going to get to all of your questions here in a second. Um, but first we're going to tell you about our great friends over at MSU Denver who are helping us to do so many things, especially this week with the draft. Um, They've been incredibly helpful and we want to do whatever we can to support them. And the way we're doing that is by asking you all to, uh, to think about going back and getting another degree, getting your first degree, uh, taking some classes because you're curious about something. Um, There's so many so many different reasons why MSU Denver online could make sense for you. And we hope that you take advantage. You can check out all of the 40 plus online programs. They'll give you degrees uh, at msudenver.edu slash online. You can also check out the 750 different online courses that they offer. If you hit up that website, msudenver.edu slash online so many reasons to do it, even if it's just for the connections. 80%, over 80% of MSU Denver alumni live here in Denver. Those are the connections you need if you're trying to change your career fields. Support them. It's a good local university. Yeah, and really just check it out. I mean, check out all those courses. I know you and I have had a ton of fun. Uh, what's that URL again? Shoot us, shoot us that URL. msudenver.edu slash or backslash, because I still don't know the difference, online. Yeah, just look at all those courses they offer online. It's it's pretty cool selection for sure. It's a great selection. Okay, uh, into the questions now. I believe we have four comments, unless uh, there was a buzzer beater here, and uh, we are going I'll to start refresh. at the bottom because that's how we do it here. And uh, Count Locula is at the bottom, and he says, "In your minds, which teams have the most likelihood of screwing this draft up, either based on draft position and need." and availability or also because of uh, GM idiotcy love the count mm. <sighs> who who will screw this draft up that's a pretty good question it does seem like the 
in a sense, the teams who could screw this up most are the teams who have the most riding on it. Teams like the Dolphins, Raiders, Jaguars, True. Vikings. Um, because, you know, they've put all their eggs in, in this kind of basket. They've given up some really good players to be in this kind of position to have multiple first rounders. And now they got to capitalize to not just get equal return back, but hopefully try to even exceed that return and set themselves up for, um, for, you know, future success. And when you have that kind of pressure, that's when you start to press, you kind of do funky stuff. You get a little too cute with your draft strategy and you can make dumb picks. Um, so I guess that's when I'd throw out, you know, I do think David Gettleman is an odd one. Uh, the <laughs> Giants GM. Uh, so there's your, your GM idiocy um, candidate. I think the Chargers have done a really nice job lately um, of drafting. But, you know, I I think there's a lot of pressure on them to get it right. Um, And I know they'll they'll get a little heat. People will be giving them some stuff after um, if they select Herbert. That's how it goes. Uh, But I I wouldn't say that'd be an idiotic pick person. Yeah. I think that – I think that he, uh, the teams that really could screw this draft up is I, I think it's mostly these teams that have receiver needs but may not necessarily get one of the top three or the top five to fall to them. Um, you know, you look at teams like, you know, I'm sure the Vikings would love to grab a receiver after losing Stephon Diggs. Um, the Packers, the, the Eagles are in that range. Um, Mm -hmm. even, even if the Raiders pass on receiver at 12, maybe they grab CJ Henderson and they're left with some leftovers at receiver at 19. Um, I think that those are some teams that could screw things up either by giving up too much in an attempt to trade up or just because they don't have an opportunity to fulfill their need at the pick that they have. Um, so that's where I would kind of look. Okay, AvsWatch22 says, What's up, Big Hank and Stallion? I really liked your mock of day two. It felt pretty realistic. I missed where Herbert ended up. Who did he get drafted by ultimately? Thanks a lot, guys, and I'm stoked for the DNVR live draft coverage. Can't wait until Thursday. I'm stoked that you're stoked, and I'm also stoked for Thursday. Um, A lot lot of stoking going on over here. Herbert went to the Chargers at number 16. Um... Could you go out of screen sharing mode so I can see you and not myself? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be great. Let's figure out if I know how to work my computer. Um, Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, Herbert went six, went to the Chargers. What do you think about that, Dre? I mean, I kind of set it up, you know. I don't think, uh, I think they'll get killed for it. Um, It's a logical pick to make. Uh, And honestly, I think too many people are harsh on Herbert now despite yeah. not being, like, the biggest Herbert defender. Um, you ready to fight RK about him tomorrow? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll get going in that one. I mean, I, I just think it's interesting. More than what our opinions are, what's interesting to me is um, why are NFL teams making these decisions? Yeah. Um, and with Herbert, I get it, you know. Uh, you can criticize it as much as you want. Um, it's it's going to be a tricky pick for sure. The guy, I mean, I've been talking about it for years. The guy's not a killer in big moments. Uh, he, he just lacks that. But 
part of it was also the offense he was put in. He's not asking to pass it deep and stuff like that. So um, we'll see. Like with the with the Chargers and the type of talent they have around them, and some experienced offensive coaches. Um, while I don't believe they'll be innovative and it'll be a great match, um, those guys have the resumes, the credentials, the raw talent um, across the board in in that place to make it work. Yeah, that's true. Um, just to close out, Avs Watch 22's question, are, are you, Dre, are you stoked for uh, the draft tomorrow? Uh, duh. Yeah, okay. I'm really stoked. Just want to make really- sure really amped up just got to finish off this mock you know just a couple little polishes look for that in the morning when you're listening to this uh putting up a little little buff story for you you know some exclusive Mm -hmm. quotes from Mm -hmm. the quarterback guru there is so you know just got that hanging over my head but tomorrow should be able to sleep in chill out check the reports all the the dirty little rumors out there and get into it um that's when it's really going to kick in and i'm going to start to get pretty amped up all right next question from trade up for mooney says thanks for pulling off what was certainly an exceptional grind for us always appreciate you especially at this time of year well we appreciate you for listening because as much of a grind as it is to talk about all these different football players it is pretty cool that this is our job yes truly And that wouldn't happen without people like you trade up for Mooney. Uh, A big emphasis last year as the process went on was scheme versatile guys. Dre, who are some of your favorite prospects at a few positions this year that show off a scheme versatility? For instance, let's say the Broncos this next offseason act like the Broncos the last few and can Shermer. And can Shermer. Can is in the verb. As in fire. Okay, there we go. Who are, that's actually pretty good. Who are guys whose scheme versatility will enable them to shine with a new coaching staffers? Maybe some guys that would be more pure Shermer picks. Always learn so much from you both. Hank the Tank is growing really fast in this new role. Can't wait to see where he is next draft. Thank you. I can't wait to see where I am either. Hopefully I'll be just like 14 floors up from right here. One of the apartments with a balcony. Um, Dre, what did, I am so tired Life right goals. now. <laughs> I've had so Life much caffeine goals. today. The, the thing um, is, Hank's already at the tippy top, so I don't know how, how much further he can go. Uh, We've, I, I've taken him to the top in the, dra- in the DMVR draft world, so he's really, he's, uh, he's, he's topped out. Um, but, you know, uh, as great scouts, we, we saw the talent, and Hank has delivered, no doubt, uh, growing in. Yes, scheme versatile, very important. Um, I, I, you know, Isaiah Simmons is an obvious one. We should think of Broncos targets, though. Um, of course, you know the top wide receivers really fit in in any scheme. Um, Shermer guys would be more route runners, so Jerry Judy of all would be more of a route runner. Um, I think with the offensive tackles, that's where we could tackle. Um, no pun intended really some scheme fits there. And I think while for us, for me, stacking a board in like an imaginary team that I'm starting from scratch, this is how I draft them. It's easy to say, oh, there's a top tier of tackles. You just take them. NFL teams see this very differently. I think NFL teams are going to see worse as the clear system, versatile guy. He's perfect for his own scheme. He'll work great for a power scheme and he's position versatile. 
So scheme and position versatile, that's what's really pushing him up. But then all the other tackles are very kind of system dependent. Um, Ezra Cleveland's going to be the apple of the eye for the zone blocking scheme teams. Jedrick Wills will be the apple of the eye for the gap power blocking schemes. Um, Andrew Thomas will have some appeal for the zone blockers because he tested well in agility testing and moves well enough. Mackay Becton, I think, will be the apple of the eye for, you know, intriguing for those power scheme teams because he's got that, but he also moves well enough um, to do some, some you know, zone-ish stuff uh, from time to time. Let me go. Let me try to think what other good positions to tackle. Um, I'll just think off the top of my head what players are particularly scheme versatile in this class aside from the super boring answer of Isaiah Simmons and the breakdown of the top tackles and wide receivers right there. Want me to screen cherry again? No, no. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that's a few of the top names to, to toss out there for sure. Yeah, I think you did a great job. Okay. Javon Kinlaw is pretty schemeless. Okay. Dre, are you ready for the last question we get before the draft? Oh, wow. This is the sure. last one. Think of all the questions we've answered since way back in August when we started this. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing that you guys have been with us every step of the way like that and participated. Really, really cool. Oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. All right. BJax17 says, Hey guys, I've been loving the mock draft podcast. Thank you for the extra content as we get closer to Thursday. I was wondering if there is value for the Broncos in looking to trade for prospects they had high grades on in the past few years that haven't Mm -hmm. found a role or just haven't performed for their current roles or for their current teams. For example, could we offer a fourth or a fifth rounder to Arizona for Andy Isabella? They seem to have a crowded wide receiver room with the addition of Hopkins, or could Munchak turn Will Hernandez into a useful player for a day three pick? I'm looking forward to the live stream on Thursday and Friday. And Hank, if you ever do a pod on National Treasure, I will 100% listen. As cheesy as it is, I love that movie. It is an incredible movie. I could not tell you the number of times I've watched National Treasure in the last month. Like, it's just an easy go-to. There's so many little things. I'm not, and when I say that National Treasure is a movie that you can watch multiple times and pick up on different things, people are going to say, Henry, you're an idiot. That, that's like a child's movie. There isn't nearly as much nuance in that movie as there is in so many, like, actual good movies. And that's totally fair. But at the same time, all those little history things, bah, I, just, I just love it. Plus, Nick Cage. What a, what a, what a guy. Yeah. Oh, the question um, though, I, I just assumed that you would what, handle the football part, Dre. Depending <laughs> what happens post draft, um, that that might be the kind of podcast you're getting from, uh, from the hangster over here. <laughs> Could be true. Um, I'll do my best to answer this phenomenal question from Bjack Seventeen. We've seen the Broncos do this before with guys like Sua Cravens, Duke Dawson. The prime example um, is a is a similar um, example here. And I like those targets you've got mentioned there in Andy Isabella and Will Hernandez. Uh, As we've seen, those trades can really pan out um, at the start of the new league year. Uh, So that start of free agency, kind of where A.J. Bouye was traded um, in that area. Or 
you'll see it happen when the Duke Dawson trade happened right around um, cuts, you know, final roster cuts. And that's where you might be able to get a guy like that. And if Andy Isabella is on the bubble, that might be something that the Broncos could pounce on. And I'm sure there's plenty of other guys who, who fit that um, mold around the league. Yep. And I think that with this many picks, you have to be open to anything. Um, you know, honestly, if I'm John Elway, with some of those late-round picks, six sevenths, if you could turn a seventh-rounder this year into a sixth-rounder this year, I think teams might be willing to do that because of the uncertainty with football next year. Certainly be a gamble. I would never be opposed to that type of move. Um, I think we're done. I think, I think we're done with the last draft podcast before the draft. Okay, let me get back to work. We'll talk okay. tomorrow. <laughs> okay, sounds good. What a way to end it. Um, hopefully you guys will see us tomorrow night. We'll be everywhere that the internet goes, so hopefully you just stumble upon us. Facebook, maybe YouTube. Prob- I mean, YouTube. Let's just go with YouTube. Twitter, Twitch, all that stuff. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun starting at 5.30. I can't yeah. wait. Please tune in. Dre needs some sleep, but he can't wait. I can't wait. Um, (laughs) No. All jokes aside, Hank, we have made it. And um, this was our first season of doing the draft pod. We started in very early August. Uh, You've taken on this role, and I I commend you for it. It has been a pleasure every step of the way to do this with you, my brother. So thank you, and shout out to you on this. If we uh, can keep this going for a few dozen more seasons – nothing would make me happier. And I don't think I could learn much more about football than if I got to do that. Uh, We will see you all tomorrow night when it's time to see what happens at the actual NFL draft, which is only 20 something hours away. I can't do math anymore. Thanks for listening. Beautiful. Bye.